0: Your friends, in Jesus Christ, think about your own life. Have you ever felt compelled to do something that you absolutely did not want to do? So you didn't want to do it, but you felt like this really strong urging that you've just got to do it. Well, that's a little bit like our Lord Jesus Christ When he thought about what was coming, and keep in mind, being the very Son of God, he knew what was coming. For us, we don't know, but he knew, he knew every detail. So he knew about the horrible agony of the cross. He knew about the bearing of our sins. Here he is, the holy, perfect Son of God, and yet every single sin of all time coming upon him. He also knew about the great anguish then of God's eternal wrath that would be poured out upon him and how he would be punished for every sin. Such a horrible thing. Nevertheless, out of great love for us, out of perfect obedience to the plan of God the Father, he took many final steps toward the cross. In this sermon, Jesus' steps lead to a tomb, not yet his own tomb. We're focusing on the tomb of Lazarus, but even with the death of Lazarus, Even with the whole idea of the tomb, how much of all of that had to be going through his mind, thinking about his own death, thinking about his own tomb, and so on. In this first part of the sermon, we come to the death of Lazarus. We're in John chapter 11. We're going to look at selected parts of this, much of it we're going to look at, but not quite all of it. But first of all, we come to an urgent plea for help. Picking up in verse 1, the Bible says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany. So the sisters, that would be Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, they sent word to Jesus saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. So Jesus knew Lazarus. He knew his sisters. They trusted in him. When Lazarus became very ill, what did they do? They informed Jesus that he was very ill, and they urged him to come quickly. They're thinking, he's gotten ill, now he's very ill, he's ebbing toward death. Jesus, come quickly and heal him before he dies. That's what they're thinking. What about for us? When we have trouble, what should we do? Certainly, we should go to God and ask, But we should always be asking with this attitude, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. In a sense, we're saying, Father, here's the situation. This is my idea. And if you think it's a good one, go for it. But if you don't think it's the best idea, you do it your way and help me to accept whatever your way is. That's the best attitude whenever we are going to God with a request. And then going further here, we come to the topic of initially fear, and then we see some courage. Picking up in verse 7. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And you are going there again? Jesus said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Jesus made it clear to them, Our friend Lazarus, he is dead. But I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Therefore Thomas said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go so that we may die with him. Why were the disciples so concerned? Well, it was a natural thing. If you look back into the Gospel of John just a little bit, we're in chapter 11 now. If you look back at the end of chapter 8 and at the end of chapter 10, you will see that the Jews made two separate attempts to stone Jesus to death. Now he's not in that area, but now he's saying, hey guys, let's go back into that area. Let's go back and raise Lazarus from the dead. And they're thinking, Jesus, this time, they might stone you to death and they might stone us to death too so they are very concerned about going back into that same place however though we see thomas he speaks up and why does he do this he speaks up because he knows that jesus is the christ he has his trust In Jesus as the Christ, and he is willing to follow Jesus wherever he goes. So he's willing to follow him there to Bethany, and he's willing even to die with him. That is what Jesus is calling for all of his followers. Are you that way? Am I that way? Do we have our complete trust in him? Do we know who he is? Are we willing to follow him wherever he goes, wherever he wants us to go? These are things that God is calling us to be open about. He wants us to be courageous. He wants us to know that even if we would die in following him, that's not a bad thing. When we die in Christ, then we are immediately with Christ. God wants us to have this understanding, this attitude, this belief, this confidence. Coming to the second part then, this is where Jesus talks about himself being the resurrection and the life. And we come now, first of all, to the situation in Bethany. Picking up in verse 17, the Bible says, So when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Let's just try to understand this a little bit better. Keep in mind that everything in the Bible, it's all true. It's not like just made-up stories or something. It's all true about actual people, actual places, actual events. So trying to understand this a little bit, Jesus came, but where was he coming from? Taking a look at the map here for a moment, Jesus was in the region of Perea. So looking at the map, you can see that that's the area that's shaded in green, and that is just east of the Jordan River. So Jesus was there, kind of taking a break. He's out of the region of Judea, and it's a place where he can relax a little bit. But where is Bethany? Bethany is there near Jerusalem. If you take a look, you can see Jerusalem, and then you see Bethlehem, and then you see Bethany forming a very nice little triangle. So Bethlehem and Bethany, very close to Jerusalem, Lazarus is there in Bethany, and now Jesus is saying, hey guys, let's travel back over there, let's go to Bethany. So that's the situation. Then the Bible goes on to say, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Now, keep in mind, Bethany, very close to Jerusalem, so many of them were probably coming from Jerusalem to nearby Bethany in order to visit them, in order to express their sympathy. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. What I want you to note here is it told us in this section of the reading that Lazarus had been dead for four Days He had been in the tomb for four days. Now, had Jesus raised other people from the dead? He had. If we go to Luke chapter 7, that is where Jesus raised the son of a widow. And also, looking at Luke chapter 8, that is where Jesus raised the daughter of Jairus. In both of those cases, think about it like this. Yes, they were dead but they had not been dead very long, and then Jesus gave them life again. This would seem to be a lot bigger challenge now. We've got this Lazarus. He has been dead. He has been prepared for burial. He's been in the tomb now for four days. So it is going to be a raising from the dead, but with greater significance. So keep that in mind. And then we come to a conversation here between Martha and Jesus. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's the question Jesus said to Martha. She responded, yes, Lord. I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Thinking about Martha, she had much faith in Jesus. And if you think about the words that she said there, she was saying, Jesus, I believe that you have the ability even this very day to raise my brother from the dead. So she understood that, and she believed that. What did Jesus go on to do then? He went on to give her assurance of the coming resurrection of all believers on the last day. Let's keep that in mind. Let's never forget that. We all have loved ones who have passed away. Hopefully we can know that they died in Christ. When we know that, oh my goodness, we have so much to look forward to when Jesus comes, when he raises up all of those believers, he raises their bodies to life, he puts them back together, body, soul, and spirit. It's gonna be such an awesome thing. Let us not despair over those who have died in Christ. Let us know they are with Christ, and one day they are going to be back together. They're going to be whole, and they're going to have the fullness of eternal life. That day is coming. Then Jesus went on to explain what it means that he is the resurrection and the life. I have explained that a number of times. I hope you very well know what he's saying there in verses 25 and 26. Look at it, think about it, and with the blessing of God, may he help us to understand it. May he help us to believe it. May he help us to rejoice in these very important things that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Going on now, we come to this place in the Bible where it records that Jesus wept. Just before we get to that, though, now we see a conversation between Mary and Jesus. We just looked at Martha and Jesus. Now, what about the sister? What about Mary and Jesus? The Bible says, picking up in verse 28, Martha went away and called Mary her sister Then the Jews who were with her in the house and consoling her followed her. When Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now Mary, in what she said, she was expressing her trust in Jesus, expressing her confidence in Jesus. Those are good things, for sure. However, though... Did you catch this, or can you imagine this? Now, when God permitted Lazarus to die, what was God doing there? God had a purpose for allowing Lazarus to die. However, when you think about what Mary said, she seemed to be focusing more on what she wanted rather than on what God wanted. Aren't we the same way, too? I know I can certainly be that way. We all tend to want our will, but like I mentioned earlier, let's always be open to the will of God. We can express to him what our will is. We can ask that he would grant what we're requesting, but we should always say, Lord, if you've got something better, you do it your way and help me to accept it. It seems that Mary maybe needed to think that through a little bit more at this time. And then we come to this situation of sadness. Verse 33, when Jesus saw Mary weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. And then the Bible records, Jesus wept. I want to share a quote here from Dr. Kretzman. He wrote, Jesus was strongly agitated over the power which the enemy of mankind, he's referring here to death, the enemy of mankind was here exhibiting over human beings. For death had certainly shown himself in this instance as the king of terrors in taking from these sisters their brother and protector. So they needed Lazarus, that was a time where women were more vulnerable. They needed that man in their family. They needed Lazarus, and now death had taken him away. Jesus could see very well this big picture. He knows about the horrors of death, and it would seem in part because of the others who were weeping, and Jesus understanding the great difficulty with this, also understanding that this was not the intent of God. The intent of God was never to have death, but to have life forever. He can see all this coming together, and he's moved to weep himself. And then we come to something amazing here. We come to the final section where Jesus raises Lazarus. First of all, before we get to that, let's understand that belief in Jesus should have no limits. It should have no limits. Picking up in verse 38, it says, So Jesus came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone was laying against it. Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? As Martha struggled to believe what seemed impossible, aren't we tempted to do the same? Why should we not get pulled into that? Let me give you three reasons. First of all, God spoke the entire world into existence. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty great power to speak the whole world into existence. What else could we say? God has sustained the entire world to this day. Isn't that so incredible? Planet Earth is incredible. Our solar system is incredible. Our galaxy is incredible. And then to think... Scientists are saying there may be two trillion other galaxies like ours that God has made. Two trillion! My goodness! God spoke all that into existence. So thinking about all of that, he definitely has almighty power, and therefore we should always fully believe Whatever he says, no matter how crazy, how radical, how impossible, let us always fully believe it. That's in a sense what he was trying to say to Martha. And then we come to a hint of Jesus' resurrection as we conclude the text. Picking up in verse 41. So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Thinking about the ministry of Jesus, if we do some careful counting, it seems that he performed 37 specific miracles. Now keep in mind, there were countless other ones as well, but 37 specific ones. When we think about him raising Lazarus from the dead, that was number 33 Of the 37 what I'm trying to say is coming to number 33 we are getting very close to his own suffering his own death his own resurrection as Jesus raised Lazarus he had to be thinking how very soon he would be dead he would be in a tomb and God the Father would raise him these were all such real things that were going through his mind. Jesus knew all that was coming. Knowing what was coming was so difficult. If there was something difficult coming for us, would we want to know that? We would rather not know, but Jesus being the Son of God, he did know, but amazingly, love propelled his final steps ebbing closer and closer to the cross to win our salvation. Let us pray. Dearest Jesus, we simply pray that you would keep us close to you, keep us devoted to you, and keep us thankful for all that you have done for us. In your holy name we pray. Amen.